when it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July. Two G, one one G, one PP. <laughs> I was having a really good time trying to get 2G, to that. 2G, 1G, 2P. <laughs> Maybe those rings movies just came out and you're not glad I'm alert. If you feel a juicy, then take a moment and listen to the IFNT podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 118 of the IFNZ podcast, where here we give you all of the exclusive news, like uh, Shad's penis wrinkle. <laughs> My my wrinkle specifically, yeah. That's so, all we got. Uh, yeah, tell me about uh, tell me about your shrinkage. <laughs> I was in the pool. Um, <laughs> I don't. I never have watched uh, Seinfeld, but like I remember. I mean, I've watched like who a little are bit, these people? But uh, that's like one of the things that was in like the like ad for like, hey, Seinfeld's on tonight, and like there would be like George is like, I was in the pool. Uh, so. That's like it's, I don't think I, I've maybe watched a full episode of Seinfeld ever. Yeah, yeah. It was I, never really like a huge go-to for me. I don't know if it was just because I was like I aged out or something. It to could it. be. You know what yeah. I mean? Not aged out to it. I wasn't aged in. Yeah. To it. <laughs> it we weren't uh, when it came out. We weren't quite like in that realm of things by that time. When did right. that run? That but was I like did. A, but I did watch uh, like Night Court like a motherfucker with my mom. So. <laughs> I can't really say that I didn't watch shows like that because that's true. Yeah. I would think like I didn't really watch Cheers either, but I guess I that watched was Cheers. Like, I like Cheers. It wasn't like a really like a. I watched whatever my parents watched and stuff, and that was that was something that they were more into. Yeah, I didn't realize that Seinfeld ran uh, eighty nine to ninety eight. I didn't realize it ran that long. That's pretty hefty. So we could have gotten into Seinfeld late in the game, but we could have. <laughs> I just it was like, like where were you nineteen ninety eight? What were you doing that you, that kept you from Seinfeld? <laughs> I know, like I mean, I was I, I there wasn't much that I had to been doing. I was probably watching Boy Meets World. Uh, yeah, that was like crushing, the TGIF crushing, crushing on Topanger. Yeah, it's like it was you know it was probably you got a, your hanger for Topanger. <laughs> ninety eight would have been like uh, definitely Boy Meets World and uh, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, maybe yeah. like two guys a girl in the pizza place. Uh, I don't think I ever watched that show either. Really? Ryan Reynolds. I know. I, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know why. I just never, never I, watched it. If you ever want to watch them, I have all of them on a hard drive. Do you? Yeah. I don't know why. Is it a secret one or is it labeled? Um, it's, I mean, it's Do you label it or it right just now. says uh, 2G, 1, <laughs> 1G, 1PP? <laughs> I was having a really good time trying to get 2G, to that. 2G, 1G, 2P. <laughs> what was 2G, it? 2G, 1G, 1PP from Pizza Place. Yeah. <laughs> There's one pizza place. Two guys, one girl, one pizza place. <laughs> and, uh, later on, they dropped the pizza place. And it was just two guys and a girl. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, yeah. What was the, uh, what was the five? Party of five. Party of five, yeah. Had had young Matthew Fox. Yeah, I never watched that either, but I knew. Is that the guy that was on Lost? Yeah, I knew of its existence because of young Matthew Fox, and I knew of that because of Lost. I see. Gotcha. I understand. Your weekly stop for penis wrinkle news and Matthew Fox old news. (laughs) Uh, No, but like, yeah, you totally do get some some shrink going on uh, when you're when you're running, and 
definitely obviously when it's cold, but I guess it's a, some sort of defense mechanism because like (laughs) it, it hides, it's scared. (laughs) That's not what I meant by that. It's just getting like beat up so much by sloshing back and forth between your legs. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) just tucks in. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Does it do it too? Even if you're like not uh, circumcised and you've got, a sheath <laughs> over your over your your head. Yeah, your I, I imagine so. I think it does it I, just go back in further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just yeah. But uh, it's just more about your your blood flow changing, going into your joints, going into your muscles. Um, but it also, I don't know. This is a weird thing to talk about, but everything's weird that we talk about. So why yeah, not? Usually, um, does do what about like. When you've been in a stressful situation, do you find uh-huh. that it also does that then? Uh, yes, I, I do. And then also whenever I was a kid, for whatever reason, if I was in a really high stress situation, if I was like stressed out or freaking out about something and I was on my own, it would start doing that. And it kind of, I guess, maybe psychologically freaked me out. So I would actually grab it and try to pull on it a little <laughs> bit. Not like... <laughs> Not like I'm jerking it off or yes. anything sexual, but I'm just like, eh, eh. you know what I mean? <laughs> that's get that, that image out of your head, <laughs> listeners. And now that's your coping mechanism is like you start pulling on it when you get stressed out, <laughs> basically. But more importantly, I tried Reese's snack cakes. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right did you after. Like it? Yeah. Right after we that episode that we recorded where you told me about them. Uh-huh. Which was like weeks ago at this point. Yeah. I went to the Casey's on my way home from your house. And sure enough, there was one on the shelf. And I was like, I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I tried it that that work week after uh after we finished talking about it, I saw it at a Casey's there as well. And I picked it up and stuff. Uh what'd you think about it? Um, I want more peanut butter always. So yeah. I felt like it was lacking in in the peanuts of butters. I di- I didn't like the cake, honestly. I don't know why, I guess, because I'm like, I shouldn't have expected more, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Uh, but but the, the, the quality of cake is the quality of like those generic, um, they're not hostess, like maybe like Little Debbie's brownies, you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? Like the little fudgy brownie kind I of love things. I the fudgy that have, brownie, like, the little, though. I do too, sometimes, but <laughs> I didn't really care for it with like this mixture. And I would, part of me was like, I kind of want this, but almost like I just want to make a homemade version of this, yeah. you know? Get yeah. Reese, like get the Reese's peanut butter so I can add my own amount of peanut butter that I would oh, want, yeah. which would be more. Absolutely. And then make a delicious, you know, chocolate cake that'd be fluffy and nice and moist and stuff mm-hmm. on the bottom layer and stuff instead of having like that brownie. Because whenever I hear snack cake, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a cake, you know, like maybe like of the caliber that you would get in like one of those little frosted covered cakes or something, not a brownie. Yeah. You thought it was kind of brownie esque in your head. Very much so. See, I thought it was cake, but I thought it was more like a, like an angel food, like the, uh, like a, what's the devil thing, the devil cake. Oh Um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like like the, almost like the little cookies that they have that are like the devil's food. No, maybe I'm thinking something different then. This has like, uh, it's like two, uh, longer cakes with white creme in the middle. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's the same principle that they they make a, a cookie version of it. Oh, it's yeah. not a cookie though. It's a it's like a, a darker chocolate on the outside, and then it has a small layer of cream, and then it's got that devil's food cake in the middle of it. Yeah, it's got the same vibe. That's just what I think of whenever I think of devil's food cake. Yeah. I think of oh, those okay. cookies. But that that's what it kind of reminded me of. But with it was like more dense and dry. 
And, yeah, for sure. And it just it was a tiny cake. And I don't know. I just maybe I want something bigger. That way I can I can mm. get all the the flavors together <laughs> of it. Yeah. It was they you. came in little squares, right? They're like little like one and a half by one and a half inch squares. You get two of them in a package. Yeah, yeah, two of them. And uh they weren't too bad. Uh I think I even dipped in them again just to like make sure, but then I was like, it's okay, but I think I'd rather have like a Reese's yeah. egg or a Reese's heart that also just came out recently. Yeah, we've got a lot of Valentine's snacks that are kind of pushing forward and a lot of uh a lot of uh, early Easter snacks as well. Yeah. Because we're kind of coming up to that. Um, real quick before I get into any other food news though, I also tried the Dunkaroo cereal. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, the, the, the texture and, uh, mouth feel, if you will, of it is very similar to that of, uh, like cookie crisps. I see. Okay. Um, I like that. so if you're, if you're a fan of cookie crisps, that kind of a, that kind of a texture and stuff, it takes to the milk that way, but the taste and flavor is that of almost like a birthday cake slash funfetti. Yeah. So think of that kind of a that kind of a, a snack little thing, and that's uh, that's kind of what you get. That makes sense. That makes sense for the Dunkaroo of of things. I think it, it okay. was very good. I, I enjoy it. We still have some here at the house that's left, but uh, but I I'm not sure how often I would I would probably get this as much as I get Cookie Crisp, which is not that often, <laughs> right? I yeah. uh, like I if did... every now and then you're just kind of like, oh, I would like cookies for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did the uh, the 3D Doritos. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple I, of different I've bags of them. I've been searching for them for a while now. That uh, some of the other guys, like Dallas and those guys, were talking about them. I've not been able to find any. I uh, they're they were right in the the main aisle of my local Walmart. Uh, wow! But yeah, they uh, they're not good though. No, <laughs> what makes what makes them not good? Um, I just don't remember them being the same thing as uh, what are the things that you put on your fingers? Like the uh oh fuck. Yeah, God, those now, now I can't. Think. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> what are those? Bugles. Yes. Yeah, bugles. I, don't I was trying to think. The... It was like horns, trumpets, <laughs> bugles. I don't remember them tasting exactly like bugles, and just being a bugle with the with the bottom sewn yeah, up on. I, them. I really don't care for like the savory, salty bugles. But not overly too long ago, I got some of the dessert ones that they have out yeah. now. And those aren't bad, honestly. It it mixes pretty well, but I don't really care for like just a nacho cheese bugle. Yeah, just something with like because it's so the chip itself is like a corn chip, but it's like almost like they just straight up was just like, yeah, we're gonna make a bugle, and it's basically just put my finger in cornmeal, and then I pulled it out, and then we sprinkle some dust on it, let it dry, and then I stick it on the line. <laughs> it's basically like it's that's it's just so cornmealy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's mealy. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how these were. I just I remembered three D Doritos as being more like a Chex Mix check kind of a yeah. thing. Like, and these are not that. Okay. These are these are like a bugle, whereas the old ones I remember being like a Chex Mix. Yeah. Uh, obviously not the shape, but but yeah, the the flavors were decent. The uh, the spicy uh, ranch and the mm-hmm. something nacho. Um, they were both good. Like the dust was good on there, but like the whole, yeah. like the, the taste of the chip just did not do it for me. Which it could also be something like, I know with, for a fact, I, I, at least as far as I remember, whenever they re-released those, uh, planters cheese balls, uh-huh. they don't taste exactly the same as I remember those as well. Either. They were more like your, like the Olds company that makes those big giant cheese balls. They tasted more like that to me before in the past. This has almost like a, like a straight up just nacho uh heavy cheddar quality to the new ones and stuff which isn't bad yeah and i 
I like them a lot and stuff, but I was just like, this is not the same <laughs> yeah. anymore. So, I mean, they could have just totally went for like, hey, we're going to kind of take liberty and and do our own thing with this again. Which I guess is it could also just be our taste buds changing and like maybe mm-hmm. the recipe didn't change at all. Because we're like shitty old men. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been trying to find those Twix bars you told me about. Um, like the ones that are just oh, like an yeah, open yeah, yeah. Twix. I can't find uh-huh. them anywhere, but I'm interested. I'm not sure. I thought that it said that they were out. I actually just saw uh, they uh, not the Twix bars, but just today because we mentioned it ago, uh, like a long time ago, probably like episode 40s, 30s, something like that. Oh, that so it's been a while. Um, but we talked about some of the Japanese snacks of uh, how they have the Coca-Cola there with the coffee in it. Oh, uh-huh. and they have different types of like versions of it. So they have like a vanilla coffee uh, Coca-Cola mix or something like that. But I didn't really anticipate knowing like if this is going to be good or not kind of a thing. And then I watched episodes of uh, like good mythical morning where Rhett and link were trying uh, some of those because they're only over there. They couldn't actually get them shipped here. So they basically made it themselves oh. at, at the office and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they was just like, it's actually like surprisingly good. They weren't anticipating that at all, but then uh, they actually just came out stateside today. Oh, so I want to I want to kind of peruse that and see what that's like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully I can find it somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, kind of in the spirit of uh, some of the releases as far as uh, holiday stuff goes. I mentioned Easter. We've got uh, the Peeps cereal making a comeback again this year for another year in a row. Hmm. So also, like I did last year, it reminds me to ask the question, who the hell is this for? <laughs> It's for all the people who buy peeps but don't actually eat them. Though I feel like I ate I, some I last like year. I like peeps, though. Yeah. I mean, but it's just, just like, I don't, I, this is basically just, it's Lucky Charms. It's just probably not as good. So they're not soft marshmallows. Some of them are like, like I'm, no, it's not they're soft. Like, like, they're like the, the marshmallows. Ones. Yeah, they're the regular marshmallows Ooh. that you would get in cereal. They're just in the I don't, shape. I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah. In the shape of the peeps. Yeah. With the eyes and, and the peepiness. <laughs> and those, oh, that peepiness. Uh, and then also yes. on the cereal on the cereal train, we got post uh, listening to the outcries of the many and bringing back waffle crisps. <laughs> I don't even know what this nationwide is. Uh, back in like the mid to late 90s. They ha- had uh, the people that made like posts that makes like cookie crisps and different other crisps. They had a waffle crisp and it's supposed to taste like a buttery maple syrupy waffle whenever you eat the cereal and stuff. And I think it was like in the. I don't know, like maybe 2010, 2012, they pulled it off of store shelves. Mm. They discontinued it, and they finally just brought it back this week. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. I uh, the the Ego ones. No, here we go. Mm-mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't remember this cereal Waffle at all. Crisps. I don't remember this. Wa- is, waifu crisps. Is the Ego cereal the same? Uh, probably an imitation version of the same thing. If you know what I mean, like. It's basically supposed to be the same thing, but like a big name brand. Yeah, it's got the it's got that because the, the, the other yeah, so because like the other one is like literally made by Post. Yeah, yeah, huh? And Kellogg's is the Ego one, so they got there. You go. There's a rival. Is does Kellogg make Egos like waffles? Kellogg, like the regular waffles? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it looks right. the 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 logo okay. looks right. Cool. Yeah. I guess I never put that together. I was just always thinking about Ego waffles, but I never thought about who manufactured those. I thought they were like a, they're like a standalone. The, like, the Ego company, like the Indie Ego company from from Ego, Minnesota. Is Dr Pepper by itself? Did I just make Pepsi? It? It's Pepsi. Is Mountain Dew by itself? One of them's by themselves, right? 
No, that's all Pepsi. Are you sure? Because I don't Positive. think so. PepsiCo, bro. No, Dr. Pepper is not owned by PepsiCo. Are you sure? Because it's in every machine and sold by the same people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm looking at it right Ooh. now. The Dr. Pepper you. Snapple Group is who owns that. No wonder I love Snapple. <laughs> yeah, they must have a deal like like Pepsi and Dr. Pepper just kind of because Pepsi. No, here we go. I'm a I'm a we're going to learn some things. So do it. The Dr. Pepper Snapple Group uh, is a group that has the products Dr. Pepper, Snapple, RC Cola, A&W, 7-Up, Schweppes, Sunkist, Canada Dry, Big Red, Mott's, Verner's, Hawaiian Punch, Knee High, and other beverages. Have you ever had a Knee High? No, I don't even know what that is. It's a soda that Radar used to drink on MASH all the time. <laughs> gotcha. That's my only point of reference for it. I've never had one or seen one ever. Um, let's see. It's probably because uh, they, when did they stop making it? How you spell it? N-E-H-I? N-E-H-I, uh, Nehi. Your favorite drink in your favorite flavor. It's what it is. Yeah. The Cheerio Cola Company added Nehi. So Cheerio is what originally made that. Um, Cheerio. Cheerio Cola. Oh, so Cheerio Cola turned into Royal Crown Cola, which is obviously RC. So RC is Nehi, maybe. No way. I think. I think that's so. fucking crazy. So I've had I've had Nehi. <laughs> yeah, the I think the original Nehi, maybe if I'm reading this right, turned into that, and then they had fruit flavored Nehis and things like that as well. Uh, does it say? Does it say anything about? Uh, about radar from mash drinking them on the show <laughs> i don't see that something about uh tatum o'neill christmas Did story radar from mash <laughs> ripley's believe it or not drink knee high yes a grape knee high is the typical beverage flavor by Ra- uh, favored by radar o'reilly yeah that's what i was getting to is that they had flavors so maybe the rc thing's wrong or the the RC Cola itself. There was Dr. <laughs> Nehi, Nehi Chocolate, Nehi Root Beer, Nehi Lemonade, Nehi mm-hmm. Wild Red, Nehi Blue Cream, and the classic flavor, Nehi Orange, Nehi Grape, and Nehi Peach. It says that it contains no alcohol and was served at Rosie's Bar, which I guess is a bar nearby their base or something. Oh, okay. It says it was referred to many times, especially in season <laughs> season seven. <laughs> that must have been the one that you watched. <laughs> A lot. I guess. You're like, I only I had, watched season seven. I got locked in on season seven. I remember, I remember him drinking it, though. I remember that specifically being a thing, but I never was like, I, I, I want to get a knee-high. Radar's knee-high hola. Knee-high cola. Knee-high. That's an odd name. Reese's has their a new mallow-topped peanut butter cup. I'm into this. Is it out? For that ultimate fluffernutter fan out there. I love a fluffernutter. It is... Not out. Oh, wait. Uh, it might be out and I might have lied. I thought I had the date on here, but I don't. Anyway, I want to. Yeah, that's a thing that's happening. So it's like top. It's like half and half. Um, so it's got your your standard bottom half uh, and then it's got your peanut butter filling. And then the whole top half is nothing but a mallow cream yeah. flavoring. I see this. It's interesting. Uh it doesn't look like there's there's one that I would be more interested in, which was uh, the one where it's like it's filled 
with marshmallow in it, but I don't think that that's real. Or if it is, it was a limited edition a long time ago, maybe. I don't know. So what? It would just be chocolate and marshmallow. It's well, no, it's it's got like the marshmallow is like a layer in like underneath oh, the peanut butter, like together. Like it's still the chocolate all the way around it. Uh, yeah, it looks like maybe Wonder that was the, a thing. What does the hardened mallow chocolate thing taste like? What do you think? I don't know. It scares me that it's just white chocolate. It's not white chocolate. I know that. But I mean, I just because it's supposed to be like a mallow flavoring to it and stuff like that. But it kind of reminds me of like a white chocolate. And that that scares me for you because I know you hate it. <laughs> well, the good news is or the, not the good news, but the the news is, is that who knows? I may not even eat it. I'll just I'm just going to boycott it just in case. OK, <laughs> you heard it here first, Reese's. <laughs> IFNZ says F you unless you want to give us a sweet brand deal. <laughs> no, if, if, I don't know. I'm looking at pictures of them unpacked and it looks like it could be somewhat soft. A mess? No, not not a mess. The top? Yeah. Everything that I saw promotional wise almost looked like it was hard. Well, not not when I say soft, I don't mean like mushy soft. I mean just like maybe not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't either. Not it's either it's either marshmallow soft or pretty hard. I was like, it's not soft. It's just not hard. If you know what I mean, it's just like yeah, it's a sockwood. It's like a blizzard. It's like whenever you're. It's like whenever you're like quarter chub. Yeah, you remember sockwoods? Yeah. Was that a, a, a was that a Dairy Queen thing? No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Sock- it might be a sockwood was a solid liquid, and they were. I thought they were calling blizzards a sockwood. Sockwood? Sockwood. Like a solid liquid. Okay. <laughs> you know? I'm talking about... I, I get it now. Oh, it's I thought Wendy's. you said I thought you said sockwood as in like sock that you put on your foot and then wood like a tree is made of. No. No, sockwood. S-O-Q-U-I-D. It was a, yeah, I got it. I got it now. It was a, uh, a Wendy's thing. So it's like like a frosty. Okay. They're saying they're frosties or sockwood. Yep, exactly. That makes sense. I mean, but I, because I know there are like shakes from other places that are thicker than theirs, and theirs is usually a pretty easy suck. It is an if easy you know suck. What I mean. Yeah, you can put a straw on it pretty easily. Yeah, and like a, like at the Dairy Queen, they do the upside down thing. Yeah, because it's a concrete. Scary. Yeah, yeah. I get nervous. <laughs> they like to live dangerously. I know. I'm like, no. I'm really glad to tell you about this trailer that I watched that came out uh, yesterday. Did I watch it? I don't know. What is it's it? It's for Godzilla versus Kong. No, but I heard that it came out. They were like, and then the other guy's like, <laughs> and then, then they they smash and fight on a boat. And then there's uh, big punches that happen. And Alexander Skarsgård's there. Oh. And then Millie Bobby Brown's back. And she's just like, ah, remember me? I bleed from my nose. Uh, coming out March 26th, both theatrically and on HBO Max with that sweet, sweet, good, good that we talked about yeah. not too long ago. Uh, this is the epic next chapter in the cinematic monster verse that they've been building up to for this like kind of culmination of this trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of pit King Kong and Godzilla against one another and kind of fighting for humanity's life caught in the balance. I don't really understand the total premise of it because if you watch the trailer, <laughs> they're kind of talking like, why is Godzilla doing this? Uh, because he's kind of like almost gone rogue, like he's lost his mind. Yeah. And then they're like, the only thing that we can do to stop him is to go to Skull Island and get Kong. So they like put him to sleep. And then they're like, we're going to bring Kong here and he's going to help us. And then they're on the boat. And then Godzilla starts attacking the boats. 
And then I remember this scene very vividly because Godzilla comes out of the water mm-hmm. and then uh, King Kong's like right there and his face is there. And he just fucking smacks him right in the fucking face <laughs> really hard. And I was just like, oh, God, <laughs> this is such a unexpected just bitch slap to the face. <laughs> He's just like, sit down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much. I mean, I watched the King of Monsters one, the one with Millie Bobby Brown in it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't watch the Godzilla movie before that or the Kong Skull Island movie. So I'm a little lost on. Yeah. Well, the Godzilla movie that was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, the one that has Brian Cranston in it. Yeah. That one's technically not part of the this universe that started with Kong Skull Island. Oh, well, I thought there was a, a Godzilla movie before the King of Monsters one that did count. They make not too many Godzilla movies. So that was the last one. I don't know that that one actually counts in the in the in the lineage because I oh. thought this was like meant to be a trilogy so far, unless they keep extending it forward. My my think my thinking is, is that because they talked about, I think it's meant to be like they're f- like Godzilla has it in his head that like I've taken out all of these other kaiju over the past you know however many years, yeah, fighting them one by one and destroying them. That it's now basically the only two that are left are me and Kong. So it's got to be this all-out battle now between the two of them to see who is actually the truest king of monsters. Gotcha. It says that Godzilla, the 2014 one, is part 14. of this. Yes. Okay. It's uh, so I guess that's initial part of the what's this called? They, they they have a word for it. It's called MonsterVerse. MonsterVerse. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch that one, um, and I didn't. I I don't know. I just don't know if I like big things fighting each other. Like, I just don't know if it is my thing. Oh, I see what you're trying to say. It's a little subtlety. <laughs> I don't a little like, like, like you're, you don't like watching penises fight each other. That's, like PP sword fight. That's not, that's not what that's I said. That's what you're getting at. No. Uh, don't cut this out. Don't edit this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, but like, I didn't like the, the Pacific Rim movies really didn't do anything for me. The like giant things fighting. You're not a, you're things. not a kaiju fan, really. Yeah. So you're not like you're not like a Toho type of like I like all of these things. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I got they you. Don't, they don't ever catch my fancy. I'll probably watch this without watching the other ones because it's gonna be on HBO Max and I already have yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, truly, honestly, the only thing that you really are gonna end up missing because I, as far as I knew, the the these three movies, Skull Island, King of Monsters, and this movie. We're so like this is where the like really picks up and the story kind of comes from. You're not really missing too much of a beat by skipping the other. And I know that Skull Island apparently is very very good. I've not got to watch it yet myself either, but I've heard nothing but good things. I know that one's set in like the 70s or something yeah, like it's that. A if I'm Vietnam not era. Uh, yeah, it's. I was actually just talking to Thomas because it's supposed to. Yesterday. It's supposed to be like uh, Kong's like still like a kid or like a baby. I don't or think so. Like that. I think he's big. Uh, he's big regardless, but he's not an adult. Oh, I see. Because they say something in the movie that I remember, like, reading, like, scrolling through and reading, like, a synopsis. And they say something at one point in time in the movie. They're like, he's definitely not fully grown. He's oh. he's basically still, like, a child at this point. Huh. Even though he's huge, you know what I mean? Like, but he's still got growing to do. Gotcha. So now it's like, Kong's growing up. That's and what now they say about here. me. You're a grower, still, not a shower. I still got growing to do. <laughs> you seeing any uh any movies trailers any movie trailers um no not that i i feel like i did what was it though i don't remember 
I feel like I watched hmm. something. Um, what was it? Anything else come out that I might have watched? Did you watch the trailer for Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> Coming out February 12th on demand. Nicholas Cage oh. is a quiet drifter tricked into janitor a janitorial job at a now condemned Will- Wally's Wonderland. The mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. <laughs> Fists flying, kicks landing, titans clash. The only one side will make it out alive. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed their synopsis for this. I really just wanted to make sure I read the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's basically like a like a I Chuck E. Cheese this, or a Five Nights at it's Freddy's. It's like a Five Nights. It's like a FNAF, like a Five Nights at Freddy thing. Like they were there because they're still making the Five Nights at Freddy movies, but it got pushed back like a whole year. I see. And this one was one that had been record like a uh, filming throughout the course of the pandemic. I guess. Okay. Um, I think I do not, remember hearing like, about Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is the only like the only name that's tied to this that anybody knows. Everybody yeah. else is just small little actors and stuff like that. And I guess he's got. In the trailer, he has this car, like a really nice, like souped up Mustang or something like that. He's driving. Car gets a bad flat and it messes up his like whole tire and stuff. And he needs to get his car fixed. And then on means of trying to get his car fixed, uh, this this guy is he's drifting down the road. This guy stops him. He's just like, I got a job for you. I'll pay you and I'll get your car fixed for you and stuff like that. You just have to help me out. And that takes him to the Wally's Wonderland. He's just like. I just need somebody in here at least once a year to take a good cleaning to this place and clean it up extra good and nice for me because it's shut down, but it needs to stay like maintained, yeah. I guess. And you guess you kind of figure out that he does it in to trick him into being a janitor because it's like kind of like I've got to feed the animatronics once a year kind of a thing. <laughs> but then you turns out that that Nicholas Cage's character, of course, is a badass. He's a fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's like breaking breaking the pool cues and like fucking stabbing the the animatronics and stuff and it turns into this like all out bloody brawl type thing and it looks completely ridiculous and I'm super stoked to watch it. <laughs> Did you watch the banana splits? No, I didn't watch it. That one was horrible. It was awesome. Uh I heard it, it was sounds bad. like uh like this is going to be the banana splits all over again. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Banana splits but with Nicolas Cage, yes. so Maybe it does get an upgrade because you get the ridiculous net that, that <laughs> is elevates. It, that is a Nick Nicholas Cage. There so. were some um, there was some pretty uh, bizarre acting in in the banana splits one, if I remember right. I can imagine. I mean, I I remember when that was coming out and we talked about it and I watched the trailer for that movie yeah. and then I went and watched old a uh, couple old clips from the old TV right, show yeah. from like the seventies or whatever uh-huh. and that show was just like a weird odd train wreck. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> no, no, it was is all around bizarre for sure. It was like a, a worse HR puff and stuff. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the last trailer I watched was for uh, Superman and Lois. And I knew this oh. was uh, announced and stuff, but they had the trailer come out for it. Um, surprise the shit out of me. It starts February 23rd on CW. Cool. Um, it starts with a, a two hour premiere. Uh, it's got that Tyler Hochelin, I think is Ho- Hochelin. He's the guy that's playing Superman. Oh yeah, the one that's um, been doing it in the CW verse. Yeah, in the, in the, in that verse and stuff. But him and uh, him and Lois Lane, I guess, kind of like move back to the old Kent family farm with uh, with their kids, and it's kind of just basically like a whole sobering reality of being like, I'm Superman and I have kids. Now I have to do this balance kind of a oh, thing. That's but interesting. But in a really 
in a really cool way. Like it looks like it's taken like it's not like goofy in any way, shape or form or, you know, because I mean, not that it's goofy, but I'm um, like like Flash and those kind of CW shows. They're not taken crazy seriously. I mean, they are to them in and of themselves. You don't think they're a little more. Well, I mean, they're they're very comic forward. You know what I mean? This seems like it's kind of stepped back a little bit from that. I got gotcha. you. Like, it's definitely all in on, like, Superman's here. It shows him actually, like, blowing ice breath, using his heat vision, shit like that, and flying and, like, lifting up shit. So it's not going to skimp on the fact that that stuff's going on. Good, yeah. But at the same time, whenever it's, like, the home life stuff's going on, it seems like it's actually trying to take a more serious approach to it. I gotcha. And it seems like it might be a really cool show to watch. I haven't watched... I've only watched like part of season one of flash. I watched a lot of the green arrow stuff and I like that whole universe and stuff, but this was like, after I watched it, I was like, this, this definitely looks like something to kind of watch and keep an eye on. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I dig them. I, you know, I, I watched the first three, four seasons of flash and wherever that put me at for arrow and tomorrow legends of tomorrow and all that good stuff. And yeah, I like the way they handle all of those things. And I, I feel like they do a, a really good approach to it. So it makes sense that they would probably put Superman and Lois in the same kind of prism and, and do that. I didn't watch. I don't think in, by the time I stopped watching things, I don't think Superman was in it yet. Uh, well, I guess he was in Supergirl a little bit cause I watched Supergirl as well. I forgot about that, but he was just kind of a guest. Like he'd be on one or two episodes a season and just be like, I'm just checking on my cousin or whatever. And, yeah. uh, but no, it was, it, that that's cool i'm glad they're treating it pretty good like that i never watched any of the the big huge crossover shit but i watched some clips online about certain characters whenever they would kind of come in and interact with one another like there was one scene that was like some of the characters from green arrow i can't remember which ones were there but a couple of the characters for green arrow were hanging out with like constantine yeah and then they met up with lucifer and then i watched some of the clips to see uh kevin conroy Oh yeah, uh, as, You're talking about as, that last as Bruce big, yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, the last big like huge crossover Absolutely, thing. Yeah, I kind of was curious about it, but I, I'm, like I said, I was just like, I gotta feel silly like just watching that only. I mean, I, I'm sure it might explain enough to be like, hey, here's kind of what's going on. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just like, I kind of feel stupid like not knowing all the continuity that kind of leads into this. Yeah, you could probably <laughs> jump in, and it would be like jumping in in a comic book series like at a random yeah. issue, but like the beginning I, of a storyline. I don't line. like that either. You got to start <laughs> at like one. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, if it depends on the comic, I guess. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 would be similar to it. Let's say Sweet Tooth is the uh, Sweet Tooth Return was further out, and I picked it up on there and I started reading. I was like, this is really cool, but I had no continuity about any of the stuff that yeah. happened on. We wouldn't have the same exciting interactions and talkie talkies, right? As as, I, as we would like, we probably will very soon whenever we start talking about that later yeah absolutely and uh until then here's a break (sighs) you smell that shad it's february the month of love and we want to know about your love it's all about spreading the love this month and we want to spread the love with you spread your love to us by leaving a review at ifnz.net we want to hear what you have to say about us in turn we're going to share the love with you if you leave us a review on ifnc.net this month, you will win a prize. You heard that right. Every person that leaves a review in February will get a prize sent to them. Real prizes for real. Check it out. ifnc.net. Out. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, Justin. It's on I've, ABC. 
I've heard good things about this show, but I know nothing about it, and neither do any of the people that are listening to this podcast with their headphones through an audio source of some variety or, you know, just uh, open air. Uh, Could oh, you tell us about it? Sure, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it, it was on ABC. Sorry, I thought it was still on air. I thought it's been running for like 24 seasons. Turns oh, out, uh, yeah, it, it, it stopped. It stopped uh, a just shortly it was only four seasons long um i know how young how young they die i know 1998 to 2001 uh ran a show called two guys a girl in a pizza place which was only two guys a girl in a pizza place for two seasons and then it turned into two guys and a girl and they dropped the pizza place and you know did they sell the pizza place i don't remember to tell you the truth i just remember that they uh they were working at a pizza place and then they weren't um, I don't wow. think they owned it. I think that they were just working there. Um, you is know there who a star-studded is, cast? I was going to say, do you know who was in Two Guys a Girl at a pizza place? Uh, Detective Pikachu. It was. It was Ryan Reynolds himself. He was <laughs> in it. That was like his start. Like That was who I remember him from. Like that, I don't know if that's his first thing, but that's the first I remember thing. him from Green Lantern. <laughs> that definitely wasn't his first thing. And there was another guy called uh, Richard Reculio, Reculo. Uh, that sounds familiar. You know him. Uh, he's been in other things, uh, but nothing that you really... He was... You know what? He was Agent Peyton Ritter in the X-Files. I, I, I can't even spell his name to tell you all the things he was in. He was in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Justin. What did he play? He I've the, seen that show. He played the corporate rep for two episodes. Oh, great. <laughs> I remember those right off the top of my head. And you know who else was in Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place? I hope a girl. Trailer Howard. Who's that? She was in Monk. She was the lady. Her name is Trailer? Her name is Trailer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Monk. She was the, the like the lady that was with the him. The female lead? Yeah. That always how do says... you spell her name? T-R-A-Y-L-O-R. It's like oh. Taylor, but with an R. And not like Railer, but Trailer. Tra- trailer, trailer, what? Trailer, uh, Howard. Oh, Howard. You know, I who... almost, I, I almost typed in Monk. You know, trailer Monk. <laughs> you know who else was in this show? Uh, not, not, uh, not Paul Giamatti. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Really? Yes. Dude, that is that is a sign of quality. Yeah, you know that it was good if Nathan Fillion's in it. Of course, he's never. He's he's great. Um, you can't stream two guys a girl and a pizza place anywhere at this moment in time. You can can't, you buy it? You can't. You can buy it. You can go to Amazon and you can buy the seasons, all four seasons, on Amazon in the DVD form. Yeah. You How can much do, is it? You can do that. Uh, oh, girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just go check it out. Who cares how much it is? Just spend all the money. It's $29.99. That's a steal! And we're back. Nothing changed other than we're talking about Sweet Tooth Return. What? Issue. Is, are we on three? We are on three, yeah. Three's out now. Did we talk about two? I, well, I I think so. Yeah. Did we? I think we did because remember. we talked about the big man. Uh, that was kind the of finding out a little one, bit. Though. Yeah. Well, no, finding out about why we were seeing it. And we were like kind of figuring out yeah, yeah. what our speculation was as to why. I think we talked about two, but. We did talk about that. Like about him having the, the, the flashes. Yeah. yeah. 
basically like him reliving Gus's stuff. Yeah. And I kind of thought three was a little weak until we got to the end. Like the cliffhanger was really the biggest part of this one. If I'm not mistaken, I felt like the kind of chase through this was is just more. Yeah. This is more like just seemed like a little fillery and an introduction to some of the characters around this hidden community yeah within the existing community kind yeah, you of kind of thing. see the resistance or whatever yeah of humans within there but we're kind of we you know the our our gus type character whatever his name is our sweet tooth i guess uh our sweet tooth of this uh series gets captured with his little friend Mm-hmm. Um, and they get put in a in a prison of sorts. It seems like oh yeah, this this the very beginning of it though was probably one of the cooler parts. Introducing the the elephant character. Yeah. I forget what his name is. It Paul something no, like that. It's not Paul, but I it's it's a it's a, a very generic name yes. though, right? It's it's a very like <laughs> not like extravagant name for a giant elephant man uh, who uh, breaks them out. Right? He that's that's where we're yes. at the cliffhanger at the end of two was that you the elephant dude walks up uh to the yeah to you, the you realize that there there are more than just gus down there yes because they're at that point in time you're just like it's gus and a bunch of humans and we know eventually that there are up, other upstairs. other yeah, upstairs <laughs> this is like this is the only city of humans and what's left and then upstairs we've got on earth we have just all uh all hybrids, hybrids. yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah, and it seems like there's a, a pretty big resistance of people that are, and their their purpose is they just don't agree with the the emperor Emperor Palpatine. They don't with the, yeah yeah with a father or whatever, father something yeah. father something like that. So they they is that what you get the vibe is just like they just don't agree with that purpose. But like, does do they not think that the hybrids have a negative effect on humans at all? Is that what you're getting from that or? They're not scared of hybrids, it doesn't seem like. I think it seems like they, they maybe, because they haven't really do- dove a li- too much into a lot of the, the more human side from, like, the resistance people. Yeah. So it kind of makes me feel like maybe they were taught that they were nice to them before, because you like the close to the tail end of, uh, of Sweet Tooth, whenever we see Sweet, like, Gus is getting older and stuff, and we have yeah. the the grandkids and the great grandkids and stuff that are all playing around and stuff that Mm -hmm. there are, there is a small civilization of, of humans that is left and they're kind of not underground at that point in time, but they're kind of have their own little area, their own little hub where they're at. Um, So maybe they know like these guys are, are, there are more of them than there are of us clearly because we're all wiped out, but they are nice to us. They're not trying to fight anymore or anything like that. So maybe they kind of realize from stories handed down generation to generation that they're not as bad as what the all father or the father is, is making them out to be, but they are still diseased, right? As far as like being exposed to a hybrid will make you sick and die. Is that, that's still a thing you think, right? I'm not sure, but I mean, because I'm not sure if that's necessarily like, we don't know. We know that we don't know for sure that this Gus, he is, is he a lab baby as well? I think so. Yeah, when you, the big exposure at the end of episode or episode. So maybe that's issues. something that that the father had his scientists and the nuns working on. Uh, they're cloning. If they, if they do that, if they're trying to clone a version of Gus that is harmful to other people. Yeah. Or or is it? Yeah. Are, are harmful to other hybrids? That's what I was wondering. Is it is it kind of that? Or are they doing tests on the hybrid? 
to make a hybrid that to, to kind of figure out a cure that they can give the hybrid so that they can live together. But that doesn't seem like something that the father. No, it is seems interested like the, fa- in doing. the father literally just wants all of them dead because he wants humanity to take back over again. So why that's, would- that's his big scheme and his big thing. I think the resistance and all these other people want to try and move forward with, we can live in peace, especially if there is a chance that like all these people are around Gus, nobody's gotten sick yet or anything like that. They yeah. know, from the father telling them in the teachings and stuff that they made them sick, that that's why they're there. And they know that this guy's not bad. So maybe there's a way that they can make it to where all the other hybrids can take something that makes them to where they won't poison humanity. Anymore or there's and they a can vaccine. Live in peace. Uh, the yeah. humans have a vaccine where it's, yeah. it's more like the humans don't get sick perhaps or, but it seems like fucking father just wants them all dead. He's looking like, for he, a he, weapon he, is. Yeah. Maybe he's, and I think that's that's what I'm saying. Like Sweet Tooth is like you, you at the closer toward the cusp of it. You see the is it the very end where you see all the other people? Yeah, that's kind the of the splash containers. page at the end of the yeah. issue. Yeah. So yeah, you have that big splash page with all of the other Gus clones that are all like mutated yeah. and and weirdly twisted. And then you also get to see how we got that DNA in the first place. Was because there was a piece of Gus's shirt that probably yeah. had like hair or something like that in it or something like that. So you get to see that sticky standout plaid like it sticks out like a fucking sore right. thumb on the page um <laughs> they uh, the jurassic yeah. park team yeah very much so they took his dna and because you, you see like the ones that are like five times taller than gus normally should be yeah. he's got like a like a strong hand a big huge <laughs> arm and then he's yeah. got like really small parts on one side and then like one that's like crazy lanky and and really weird and one that's really short and but they're some of them look like they're alive. Some of them look like they're dead because it looked like some of the containers were like busted. Yeah, yeah, it looked like they broke out or were broken into or something. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if uh, I'm assuming that they're trying to weaponize the hybrid, and so they're creating hybrids to figure out how they can probably in a lab it's, figure out if they can figure out something to hurt a hybrid. Maybe I don't know if that's the I, I took it as because the way that the father says it in his speech at one point in time in this issue was he was specifically saying like they, it's almost like there were like they're reverse engineering them. So that way they can make a plague for them. Oh, okay. I did. I missed that. That makes sense. So it's kind of like, like they are designing him to be like, Hey, you aren't harming us, but you're going you as a hybrid. If you, if he's allowed to go back up or whatever, they're going to weaponize him to kill the other hybrids. So that way the humans can come back up and take over. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically like a complete reversal of what we had to begin with in the first place. That makes sense. I, uh, you know what? Um, I forget that this is originally a vertigo title. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and now it's a black label title and, uh, we are getting the black label and vertigo books on the new DC universe infinite. Uh, nice. and so that's all they kind of announced that the DC universe infinite just came out like last week. Um, and they've got a very small selection. I'm, I'm like you, like if you got into there, you'd be like, all right, I want to see what Vertigo titles they've got. I want to see what DC Black Label titles they've got yeah. now. Um, very small section of uh, the the Vertigo side of things, but I think that that's where they'll probably continue to grow and yeah. make it to where like you want to subscribe every month as they're going to keep, keep growing that, but uh, it looks a lot better. I was kind of down on the DC Universe uh, app when it first came out for comic yeah. book reading. But you can tell that while they were going to put their focus. It's basically become that. That is literally like the bread and butter for the app is now basically going to be that since everything else is is moving over. That's cool. They started treating it like 
like the the Marvel Unlimited. So uh, yeah, so they're they're both kind of standalone. And I've not I've seen some screenshots of it, and it looks like it's a little bit more user friendly than that Unlimited is. I've always bit. had I've tried Unlimited two different times now, and I don't really care for the way that it's like set up. It's you, it has like the the limited amount of things that you can keep if you have the unlimited service at one point in time. Even if it's like, hey, I'm taking up my own storage space on my yeah. device, so you can only download you like me, ten books. Can or you? Something? Yeah, it's like t- twelve issues or something. Yeah, and that's just like right. yeah, and it's not even like trades; it's like issues. Yeah, yeah, and that's so just like thing it's, it's that uh, DC Universe Infinite is promising is uh, more trades, uh, so that you don't have to read single issue if you don't want to on that. And they're yeah. they're doing like their digital stuff. They're putting out like uh daily and i think they're only i was trying to figure it out and i think they're like three weeks behind the like comiXology release of it so all those like daily books that are coming out on comiXology for 99 cents or whatever they're on that infinite like three weeks later you get that same stuff so i was like that's pretty cool um, um i don't know if i'll keep it but real quick before we move away too far from sweet tooth yeah. one other thing that i really wanted to point out with it was um, the, the, not the friend of Gus, the, the, uh, the one little girl that's with him. Yeah. Uh, but the other lady that has the do rag and stuff, the mama, something or other, whatever they call her. She's like kind of the she's I am I got, I don't know if you did, but she seems like she may be facial wise and stuff like a descendant of the big man. Oh, Gotcha. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it it struck me as soon as I saw that. It struck me real hard. I was just like, she. They almost made it look like she's kind of meant to look like him a little bit, the, uh, to a certain extent, and the way that she's kind of like a leader of things and stuff like that, almost a little bit, helping him out and moving him, moving Gus and the girl from place to place. I was just like, she's like a female version of the big man. And you're talking about the uh, one of not the not one of the leaders of the resistance, like the on that side or on the bad guy side, the resistance. Okay. So like she's, I think she wears like a do rag. You see her a lot in this, this issue. Is it the, I'm, is it the one I'm thinking of? Is it the, the girl's mom? It's not a mom. She's, she's younger. I think. Okay. Gotcha. Cause there's a girl, the girl's mom is also a character within it, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I might, I might, I'll yeah, have to no, not, read not her. Yeah. It's a, uh, she, I'll after her, uh, she's, like she's the one who's kind of like leading them around, uh, to the resistance camp in the first place once they got out yeah, and she kind of helped navigate them back to that area because the girl was like, I kind of know where to go, but then they kind of got slipped up yeah. at one time. And, uh, with the whole thing with, uh, with, uh, nanny, nanny two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so she was like trying to help them get to where they needed to go. And then she gets like punched in the face and yes. then the elephant dude like yep. rips that dude apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Nanny two is like wounded or something or hurt. And then this other person is like helping them out. But that person with it's a girl, I think she has like a do rag on or okay. something, but in the face and the way that she's acting and stuff, it reminds me a lot of shit that he would have done. Okay. I was just like, I wonder if that's where they're going to go with this. Like this is like all kind of tying together. Like the big man's DNA and this DNA is like meant to be together <laughs> right. kind of a thing or something that like that. Like cool. that. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll have to reread it and and check that out. I only gave this one a one read through and I I missed that. But yeah, I I also just realized the uh, the nanny one and nanny two, like the spelling of them. I didn't really their like, names. Yeah, that that's just a yeah. number one and a number two, like because it's like W A N and and T E U uh-huh. or T-U. something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know why I didn't see that at the very beginning. I'm dumb. Yeah, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm definitely digging the direction this is going. Uh, so let's also talk about another thing that we both read. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars The High Republic Issue 1 is out. Absolutely. And the second uh, one might be out very soon, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, is it the first week of February? Uh, let's find out. I'm going to find out while you're talking. Yeah, because it might be not this week we record, but the next week that it comes out, actually. Um I thought this was a really cool step into to uh, to this new world, this new universe. Um, I didn't really know where we were going other than I knew like we were hundreds of years prior to like anything that we've yeah. known canonically from like Skywalker saga. But, um, you know, I mean, we've had books like this before in the past, whether it be Old Republic or any of that kind of stuff as well. But this is our our quote unquote canon stuff that we have that's set in stone with everything, mm-hmm. and it even has like at the the front part. I I screenshot it that had the, the new timeline, the one hundred percent official timeline, right. letting us know where stuff is at and <laughs> where this like, hey, this is not something we're skimping on. This is definitely important, and it's even in the timeline. Um, yeah, along with like the new names for everything, like the Age of Rebellion yes. and Age of Resistance and stuff like that. Um, so this is like the definitive beginning now. Uh, so this is like, it doesn't get any older than this, I guess, basically is kind of what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, so we get introduced to our, our Padawan learner, our, our female lead Mm -hmm. who is, uh, training on a planet with her, her Jedi mentor. What was, what kind what race is that? Um, it's like the, like the lizard guy kind of thing. I I don't remember what it was. Was it Bosk? Um, Something like that. Yeah, Bosk. Is the guy's name? Yeah, Bosk was was the one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so the the Padwan's name is Keeve. Yeah, Keeve Trennis. And uh, I was trying to find what her her uh, her fellow's name is, so that I could look him up, but I can't find it. But Doesn't she's matter. she's at the beginning meant to be. She's like kind of discouraged because they go to this other planet, and she's kind of like I thought. I thought you were saying that I was prepared and ready for the Jedi trials. And yeah. he's like, why do you think we're here? Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're, you're doing the trials now. You're going to climb this pillar and, and get the, get the thing at the top and that's it. And then it kind of just delves into like a whole mishmash of cool little fun, new creatures that we get to meet. Yeah. There's a little like fairy looking things and giant mm-hmm. bees type thing, I guess maybe. I don't, I don't know. really know what they are. They're like migratory th- creatures and they just so happen to be coinciding with this planet. They go through and they're about to destroy these small little fairy creature things uh, home. And she stops her training to go and try and help them out and save them. And she gets their uh, their ship, which those ships look super badass. I guess that's like the original like Jedi class ships or something like that. But they look really cool. I like it a lot. Um and basically designs its beacon to replicate that of what's the name of the the starship the, uh, the big new I'm one. Not, I'm not. I'm sh- not star. It's star something. It's not starlight, is it? Starlight. Uh, starlight beacon. Yeah, like yeah. That. It's, uh, definitely star something. Starlight beacon sounds right. But regardless, it's it's this big massive base that the Jedi Council have created, mm-hmm. basically as a central hub for all things on the outer rim to help navigate easier um, and make life easier just for everybody Mm -hmm. in general. And that signal from that place is interfering with this, these creatures migratory habits. And then she uses the Jedi ship to basically simulate the similar beacon call 
and sends it off genesing into space somewhere else so it doesn't collide with star the starlight yeah. beacon or whatever and uh um and then we get to meet some of the the new jedi masters and jedi council member that are on the starlight mm-hmm. beacon as well uh what i'm going to only assume is uh in his 30s yoda <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah body body of a 30s yeah. <laughs> A, a age of a four hundred. Yeah, something. there's uh, was it like if if uh, they had how old was he when he died? Uh, he was about to hit nine hundred. He was eight something. Yeah, eight, so something. like, I'd, yeah. I'm I'm assuming that it's what does it work out to like? Seems like yeah. a ten, like a decade, like a, like a decade of of time. So probably like you said, thirty uh, years old. He ends up learning to utilize his Jedi abilities closer toward the end of the second season That's a little true, bit yeah. more reliably. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he's he's just an extra small bite size. That's right. Padawan. Maybe he uh, maybe they just <laughs> learn uh, they control their mind, they mature mind differently. Their their body doesn't mature as as often or as quickly, but but his mind does. Which I didn't put it in my news, but I had read something online. That, that, did you see it? That they said that that season three of Mandalorian is supposed to have a pretty sizable oh, time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I had seen something maybe about that. I'm not sure what it would, what it would yeah. really uh, come out to. It's supposed to push it. Like, it's supposed to push it closer toward the timeline of like force awakens, like putting it in the age oh, of resistance. Huh. Now, like whenever we hit the next season, we'll just skip a big chunk. I, got of stuff. You. I guess that if they are going to continue the story of the Mandalorian, and Yoda or uh, and Grogu, good God, uh, and Grogu together, that you would kind of you wouldn't want to be immediately after. You'd want to kind of build up some time between there uh, to figure out, you know, how they would join their stories back together. So I guess that makes sense to do that that way. <gasps> do you think we? Do you think we get teenage Grogu <laughs> <laughs> up to up, uh, up to up to an angsty Gogu, Grogu? Absolutely, yeah. I bet he's uh, yes. <laughs> You know, because we still don't know. We know that he's gone and stuff with Luke being basically the epitome or the forefront of our Jedi master at that point in time. He could have had the foresight similar to uh, what's Ahsoka? her name? Uh, oh, Keeves. Oh, well, master. Yeah, yeah. how he foreseen all of this happening. And that's why he did the trials yeah. there, um, which kind Makes of ties sense. back into yeah. that a little bit because she does. Yeah. I, I could see where, yeah, there, there's like a an idea of what's going yeah. on. Because he sees all of this happening and coming into culmination, uh-huh. and that's basically her trial. Yeah. It was never really to climb to the top of this to begin with. He had known, had seen all of this and stuff. I was going to say, I was like, maybe that's similar to yeah. uh, uh-huh. Luke's. Luke's knew that he needed to take Grogu yeah. at this point in time to start training him because maybe he gets to a point to where he kind of sends him away prior mm-hmm. to Ben going uh, that, crazy. Yeah, Kylo. that makes sense. And uh, And I mean, maybe Ahsoka knows that uh he needs to take a different path and that's why she doesn't take him maybe there were certain students that he was just like all right well these guys can die <laughs> but i guess these guys really need to get yeah. out <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> grogu's grogu's plot armor we need him to go somewhere <laughs> and then it, what if he, he then he could be trained by somebody else that's not directly tied to the Jedi Order, but is also tied to the Jedi Order. Maybe like a Cal Kestis, oh, even yeah, like the is that the guy from um, the the video game? Oh yeah, yeah. okay, cool. 
I really thought it'd be cool to see him introduced into this mm-hmm. timeline eventually. Just be like, hey, guys, here <laughs> I am. You already have. I look exactly like the guy that you know yeah, about. <laughs> that makes complete sense. I, uh, I, I mean, they've got it's weird because we we didn't know about Jedi like Luke was the only Jedi at the Return of Jedi that we knew about. And so now we know about these other ones between like, um, you know, uh, the the folks from Rebels and yeah, the Cal from the video game. And uh, so there's just all these different places we could go with Jedi we didn't know existed um, previously when we we're talking about just the the canon. Right. Um, but then we kind of get that whole, like I was explaining a little bit before, mm-hmm. uh, she is, uh, Kiev is, is, is then uh, meets up with the, the Jedi who has just gotten promoted from, uh, from uh, Master Yoda to not be a master that sits on the council, but instead she is going to be like general in charge of the starlight yeah. beacon. And, uh, so she is there and greeting, uh, skier, skier, skier. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. skier, something like that. He's got, he's, he's got a lot of snake S's that he does uh-huh. when he talks, yeah. which is different. Cause we've never really had one of those around that's talked yeah. a ton. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the Bosque esque creature. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that race is. I, I don't <laughs> I'll know. look it up. I knew one guy, and he's <laughs> <Right>? dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then she gets promoted to Jedi Knight. We get to see a Jedi Knight ceremony mm-hmm. in this, where everybody's holding up their sabers and stuff, which yeah. is, uh, I think they had a lot of like promo art that was similar to this, with like all the different knights kind of in the room holding up yeah, their sabers uh-huh. yep. prior to, prior to releasing. And then I guess the kind of end page that we get is skier it's is weird. definitely mm-hmm. tormented some way i don't know if he's meant to be i guess he's like our fighting with like sith feelings or something yeah, it's like, like a that. really weird uh splash page on there i think he was a little oh yeah skier. and he's a uh, trandoshan is the name oh, okay yes yes that makes i i mm-hmm. remember that name now all the way from <laughs> trandosha right <laughs> <laughs> He was like slams his fist and he goes, no. And then he screams and his mouth is like yeah. huge yeah. open. Like he looks like a fucking T-Rex. And he's just like <laughs> screaming. Yeah. And then it just says to be continued. And you're just like, yeah, exactly. Because I was like, I'm obviously, obviously Keeve is, is a very important character. She's our central, our central you know, plot character that we're right, kind of yeah. following now that she's a knight, especially. So maybe, maybe she was meant to fail or oh. something. And he was uh, I don't know if like, like maybe he's cool. a quote unquote Sith apprentice or something like that, kind of starting to shy away from his uh, Jedi yeah. knights, uh, his Jedi ways, and falling into the way of the Sith. And maybe she was meant to die because maybe whoever the Sith master is, like she's going to be dangerous one day. We need to get rid of her, make this happen, or something like that. Yeah. Send her on, like make it look like an accident, like she's on her trial. You know, kind of a thing. And then she ends up succeeding through the force and he's just pissed off because that's interesting. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. And we'll find out. That's the only thing I could really see, you know, is just like him getting that pissed and stuff. I was just like, he's got to be bad somehow. Yeah. Uh, And we we do get to find out. uh, It's the Wednesday after this episode drops that uh, that we get our issue two. So just next week. Wow. I'm excited for that. (laughs) Well, do you have any kind of closing thoughts uh, for the, the listeners this week? Uh, Closing thoughts, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, uh, we come to you now at a time that is most enduring and turning to us 
uh, we, we're on the cusp of a precipice of change. And I would ask that each and every one of us just be kind to one another and uh, that you just uh, listen to more IFNZ podcasts because uh, we're your one-stop shop for news and uh, we love you. And if we could touch all of you in your bits, we would. I'd fill New Zealand. <laughs> Yeah!